Alright, hello everybody. Happy Sunday to you, and it's coffee break. Sorry for the slight delay. Uh, all of, I was telling Will about this right before we started. All of my audio drivers started up, or updated overnight. So, I'm hoping that you all can hear me right now. The, the monitors are moving. I think you can see this. I think you can hear this. Um... But this is Coffee Break, everybody. It's it's a chance every Sunday for me to hang out with uh, my good friends in the RPG scene and just chat, just hang out, caffeinate, chat. Folks are here to hang out as well. I'm here with the amazing Will Yopes. I'm so excited to be sitting here with Will. Uh, but Will, why don't you tell people who you are? Hey Spencer, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm Will Yopes. I'm a tabletop game designer, publisher, and editor. And recently, um, extra duper full-time graphic designer, uh, as you'll see later, um, I have made games uh, with collaborations with Adam Bass um, and with Seb Pines under Good Luck Press, uh, games like This Discord Has Ghosts in It, Black Mass, Campfire, uh, and Torque, which we'll be talking about today. And for Coffee Break, I do have the uh, limited edition Brain Trust G Fuel Lead mug that I'm rocking tonight, so... This very good mug very good. i haven't been rocking in the morning in a long time mm. so reflexively i say we're rocking tonight and <laughs> tonight is the morning for me my morning was spending like an hour shoveling our driveway and sidewalks and all of that i guess that's what i have to do now now that i have a house and i have to actually shovel all this stuff and that's fun. Well, now you you trick kids into doing it for you. Exactly. I'm like, there's got to be some neighborhood kids around here. Yeah. Just be, just look like you have fallen in your front sidewalk. Right. And then wait for some neighbor <laughs> kids to come on. You got that lifetime discount. You're like, I can't do this. Um, that's what I would do. <laughs> I'm going to use that. We're supposed to get more snow tonight and tomorrow morning. So I'll, uh, Maybe before school, while all those school kids are scamping around, they'll be like, "All right, kids, want a nickel? I don't want to do an experiment. <laughs> I can do a little experiment here." That's what, what everybody time worth to me. That's what everybody yeah. craves is a new a new guy moving into the neighborhood and then talking to their kids, asking if they want to do an experiment. Some kind of you know. Um, milgram situation <laughs> love a milgram situation <laughs> i actually just listened to uh, a podcast that dove into like milgram did the like fake shock test experiment right yeah so how cherry picked every uh, anecdote was from that and how the vast majority of people that participated in this like what is now understood to be a highly unethical run experiment um that milgram just picked all the data to spell out post like i think contextually i didn't really understand that they were talking about milgram was trying to show like okay the nuremberg trials right have a direct correlation to people um doing violence against their fellow human beings and he just like picked whatever data he wanted to make it happen <laughs> it was, it's wild yeah uh it, it was the wild west in early days of science yeah science. <laughs> Uh, as evidenced by Milgram and a million other monsters out there. Yeah, at least he, you know, didn't do so much physical harm. Yeah, it's all mental but harm, baby. You can't see harm, any of it. Like, when people were leaving, he'd be like, oh, don't worry, this was JK, basically. It was right. like, by the way, 
JK. I'm Milgram. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the extra added layer for you is uh, many people who talk about Milgram don't actually read Milgram's article, understandably, because academic writing is not fun to read. But Milgram's article has like a million footnotes to it. Guy didn't oh. know how to write like just a normal sentence. He had footnotes for days. And if his notes are to be believed, which they shouldn't based off of what no. Will just yeah. said, <laughs> he claimed that he interviewed everybody afterwards, checked in on them, and they were all fine. Not only were they all fine, Will, they were all happy to have been part of the experiment. Right, that they thanked him for showing them the darkness, the well of darkness inside of humanity. So glad to be a part of the scientific process and to have been able to contribute to the field of psychology that way. Yeah, it was, uh, I was listening to an episode of On the Media, which is like Brooke Gladstone's like media crit and analysis um, show on NPR. And it's a few weeks back. The show's really good, but yeah, they just covered Milgram that time. Yep. Anyway... Anyway, yeah, I'm. I'm. Well, it's. I'm gonna be talking about Milgram in like two of my classes next week, so this is a good oh, primer. Great. I, I teach research methodologies in social sciences, and so we get to the ethics part, and we go, "Here's what you're not allowed to do. <laughs> Here's how psychology has changed." Uh, and it, yeah, I like how you can just list off uh, some places just to like associate, like. Stanford, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know Stanford? Bad. Uh, Tuskegee, monstrous. No, no. <laughs> right? So, anyway, that's my... <laughs> that's that's a fun start on the old Milgram train. Anyway, RPGs are mind control. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> if Milgram is to be believed, we all obey authority figures, and who is a stronger authority figure than the GM? Oh, yes. <laughs> Fiat. Uh, known as an Italian car company, GM Fiat has been sweeping the RPG scene. <laughs> is Fiat Italian? Gonna have to see. Anyway. I think it is. Eh, I, I think it is. Well, I'm talking about a card game here today. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> I should. You are talking about a card game today, and we're going to dive into to Torque here uh, shortly. But how, how have things been otherwise? Because I know you are in, like, you're in mega Torque mode right now. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm discovering new gears after five, and oh. I have been kind of on this journey to see how in the tweens I can get with how hard I, the metaphor is losing steam. Uh yeah, I uh it is technically at the printer, but I am just was making some final corrections. Literally in this PDF, um I have highlighted something that I would like to change. So, yeah, it should be going to the printer next week to be printed in February. Uh and then we are all systems go, very green, hitting that NOS button under the seat, um the whole thing. And I'm super excited. I mean, I've got this, uh, don't tell anyone, but this was for a zine quest that I printed as a perfect bound book with like a giant uh -huh. playmat and, uh, <laughs> it's very long and it, uh, is full color and has tons of art and photography and yeah, so I'm excited to take a break when I'm there, um, kind of finishing this and then get, getting ramped up for the next thing. So it this is a cool place to be. 
it was supposed to, like it was like 36 pages or something like that was that your original pitch or hey, i can't remember you know I'm, not what? To, I'm not shaming you i'm just trying to no, remember it happened i mean it's a good lesson right that like um i have written tons of games that are too spec um and games that have been uh larger and smaller mm. and i have worked uh long enough in publishing that i know when i am sacrificing something to hit a page count when I have enough funds through the campaign to make that just a triviality uh, among the other constraints of making a book and a game. So I think you've been here where you begin outlining mechanics and then developing a game and it's a dialogue between you and your work. Mm. So sometimes your work has some stuff to say about <laughs> what the length is and what the format is and what it needs. And so there's this point where I wrote the game. Uh, Torque, by the way, is a post-apocalyptic car PG that is half board game played on a three-by-three tactical grid um, and half freeform role-playing game played with character-driven scenes at rest stops. And Torque blends these two with the kind of ebb and flow, the harsh world of um, the post-apocalyptic Torque is unlike other post-apocalyptic games like your Mad Maxes and Fallouts. It's a more weird world where the nature of our demise is not like this repeated uh, mm. cross that everybody's bearing, but it's a story about communities uh, banding together and making bargains with the places they live. Um, so with all of that, that, that could be a 20-page game. It could be a two-page game. For me, uh, to make it the kind of 360 book experience... Um, that's a donut in car terminology. <laughs> this is the this is the format you take, and when when we look at it, you'll see that like it contains some fun stuff. It has writing in it. Um, it has writing. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of elements about Torque that uh, were generative. So I was able to take stuff out of my hands to see where my design would have taken me. Mm. So. Um, this is something that Adam Bass taught me when we were making Campfire, which is a role-playing game where you tell scary stories in the dark with friends. Um, comes in a box. You can get it. Worldchampgame.co. Uh, I have everything in arm's reach for... That's a good call. I <laughs> I've, I had Necronautilus right there for because you and I were on the stream the other day. My campfire is downstairs. I, I keep it because it's a box. I keep it with my other box games. Oh, I mean, like the personal archive you have to have oh, kind yeah. of. Yeah, on the tool belt. Well, anyway, um, for that game, we did a lot of uh, generation uh, through using spreadsheets to determine, like, what is literally everything you can do in this game? Like, what are the X's and Y's of the algebraic equation of this game? So, like, that could be putting a coin down somewhere, that could be taking a card, and then just randomly generating every possible, or procedurally generating every possible option. And so I did that with Torque. Um, and Torque's tactical section, uh, I just interesting thing in writing that your first draft is telling a story to yourself, and the second draft, the rewrite, is telling that story to everybody else and so it's finding about like what's the tactical elements to keep and what's the how like lean and mean and weird can the um freeform role play get so as you'll see <laughs> it's it's pretty easy and conceptually simple to play but it 
just needed the room to stretch out and be itself. Yeah. That's fast. That's really fascinating. That idea of first draft, second draft, like who you're talking to, who the, the kind of the what the dialogue is between you, the work, the work, and everyone else. Here's my question, because you've already dropped quite a few of them. Uh, how much about <laughs> how much did you know about cars before you got into Torque? Because you've dropped a phenomenal n- number of car jokes, puns, analogies, <laughs> metaphors, idioms so far. Did you do a lot of car research for this, or did you just like you just know? Are you a car a car person? I'm a little bit of a gearhead <laughs> now. Uh, I. I like cars. I like uh, car media. Um, mm. So things like Mad Max or Redline are really um, like incredibly important to my work and getting close to like what I felt the dramatic and like literary impact of cars. Mm. Right. Uh, by that, I mean a car named Christine who fucking sucks um but (laughs) yeah not huge but i got to um learn a bunch and more importantly learn like if you're not a car head you can still have fun because cars are just big toys right that like especially when it comes to like customizing them and just thinking about cars the people that have this expert knowledge about cars and vehicles in general are going to bring that whether I say mm. Fiat car, whether I say Ford Fiesta or not, people are going to bring, you know, whatever they want. Right. And I, it was really interesting because I had lots of people reach out and be like, Oh, your design, um, your visual design is reminding me a lot of X or Y or whatever. So uh, that comes from using lots of specimens and inspiration from car manuals and car advertisements from the sixties and onwards, basically. Um, And pulling a lot from this like golden age of sixties, seventies car magazine design and visual design, which you can see all over the book. Um, It's got future everywhere. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So it's interesting because you can ask a lot of players to know about stuff i think a good example of this is when a role-playing game has a suspiciously detailed gun chart <laughs> like when you have more than two types of shotguns you're just like okay <laughs> actually what am i supposed to be no. what do i not know that this person does and so you know you have as far as like tsr's boot hill the back of that book is just filled with historical cowboys that Gygax statted up. He's like, here's what I think Calamity Jane's hit points smelled like. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God we have that. So, you know, there's there's two ways to do it. I mean, there's more than two, but to answer your question in a fucking monologue. Love them. We love a monologue here, Will. We love a monologue. Um, I'm so excited about uh, torque because uh, I am not a gearhead, so to speak. Uh, I I'm, I have a car and I know how to drive it, and that's about as far as it's gonna get for me. Um, but I think even still, that doesn't diminish like the the excitement and coolness that I see in torque by any means. Yeah, it's like the uh, when Horizon 
when Forza Horizon 5 came out and it was the most popular game on Xbox period right. when it came out uh, for, for a number of reasons, but just because like it does feel pretty good to go fast. Uh, Torque does a couple novel things, I think, for in both video games and RPGs and board games, where in board games, car games are typically a giant track that people drive around so the focus of play is moving around this entire track Mm. and with torque it's understood that the focus of play is where the players are and so you can just modularly be in any environment on this three by three grid understanding that this is uh, a reckoning of a pack of cars together and so oh my god can i please anyway yeah so it's got a lot of movement and kineticism that I didn't find in F1 uh, board games and in role-playing games in general. Mm. I played Car Wars. I've got, you know, I understand. One time I played Car Wars with a, with some friends in Boston, and it was so horrible to play. I, have, you ever, have you played it? I have not played it. So it's a Steve Jackson games war game. Okay. Kind of a blended war game RPG thing, mostly RPG car RPG or mostly war game where you have this big battle mat and you have your little car and you play turns and turns are each like a fifth of a second long. Okay. <laughs> which is a which is horrible. <laughs> Love the granularity. And so you would have to, um, you know, figure out your turning speed and where other people are going and how to even use a machine gun and whatever. Uh, I didn't have the entire set that you needed, which included a special, you know, some war games have a special measuring piece, Mm -hmm. like an interesting protractor or compass right and i just wow i was reading the rules to the group i had to make a custom protractor like that we would play with and it like was it was so fucked up it took us like an hour and a half to get it on the table and then me and um simon moody uh we spent our turns trying to crash at each other at full speed so we could stop playing (laughs) it's like the only action of the game immediately head-on head collision i uh, played with the photographer for torque um ben garbo uh who won because mm. he uh excluded himself from didn't want to play the kind of <laughs> the crash this game. kind of ritual suicide <laughs> playing car wars uh there's a really great question from aaron king here in chat which is can i use my own car in torque my real car yeah, uh, absolutely you can. Uh, there are uh, plenty of tools for you to help reflect your own vehicle in Torque. Um, in Torque, it's there's no uh, numbers. It's like a symbolic system. So your you, your own health, and your car's health are represented in the same expression. Um, you have how many times you can crash your vehicle and how many health that you have within that. And so you nest your health inside of each crash. So if you have a particularly um, honker of a vehicle, you would have tons of crashes and health nested in those crashes. And if you had something uh, slippy and fast and strange, 
uh, you would have very few crashes, maybe one and a couple health. And basically the more crashes and health that you have, the slower your vehicle is. That's your zero to 60. And the less of those two numbers you have, the faster you are. So you move first and, and all that stuff. So that's basically the mechanical foundation for how you express that. And everything else is just juice. It's just pure <laughs> juice all over the vehicle. Awesome. I mean, I'm so excited about this. I, you have sent me the PDF, uh, or the, the most recent PDF that you have exported. Uh, <laughs> In my to... trials and right. tribulations. <laughs> trials and tribulations yeah. to make this happen. Uh, I'm excited to, we're going to like, God's willing, I'm going to get this to transition properly so that you can see the PDF on the screen and we will be some disembodied voices as Will kind of talks us through this gorgeous looking PDF because I have had a chance to flip through it a little bit. Um, so I could use my 2012 Camaro whose mirrors don't adjust anymore? That's a good question. Those mirrors could be part of what makes it so interesting. You know, why is your mirror cocked? And the 45 degree, like, what are you, what are you looking for? <laughs> That's love it. Uh, uh, yeah. Dr drivers in torque are people whose special abilities or jobs even make them uh, a important piece of the communities that they go visit. So the meta story of torque is that you are people who ply special trades that go point to point community, to community, making the world better in their own specific way. So that's that's more it. on you than your car. I'm gonna <laughs> say it. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, Will, do you want to look at this PDF with me? Hell yeah! I mean, again, I love this freaking doc. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite doc right now. God's willing, this works. I'm gonna hide this. Gonna hide this. Okay, okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. Hold on. Hold on to your pants, people. I didn't quite nail this as you can imagine i'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make sure i have the stream open so i can follow along oh well i'm doing my best you're good i can just extemporaneously talk about torque excellent uh oh i guess i should just make this bigger and fill the screen instead of just like the top third of the screen but you know, <laughs> that's me that's my that's my design choice that's my steez Oh, Will, what have I done here? I've made this all weird. Hold on, everybody. Oh. We'll be right back as I figure this out. <laughs> uh, we got Child Vomit in chat. That's my little brother, Grayson. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, Grayson. Was somebody like Mad Mike an influence on the game? Mad Mike from Pimp My Ride? Is that is that, that Mad Mike? Um, Pimp My Ride is really interesting. Are we are we on or is we that... are on? Uh, ooh, yeah, people can still hear you, hear us. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, Mad, Mad Mike is really interesting, and the Pimp My Ride crew in general because they make your ride incredible, and by that I mean covered with little TV screens and coffee makers and stuff. And then months after, they will come back for the car. So it's a little bit of a Green Knight situation, right? That you are given one year to live. And then Mad Mike's back. You got to go to Mad Mike. That's a whole thing. Wait, they come back for the car? They come back for the car. Uh, and they will either take the parts back out. Pin My Ride was not a very financially <laughs> successful 
endeavor. This is wild. I did not know that this was true. Or either like the car was in such bad condition because they put like a PS one where the uh, gallbladder is in the car and you know, things like that. All right. I think I've got this largely figured out. Will let's try this out. I had no idea that they came back for the car. That is wild to me. Yeah, it makes me think I'm like, on Extreme Home Makeover, when does Ty Burrell return, right? Mm-hmm. When is he, uh, quote unquote, moving that van again? That is, that is wild. That is, that's the untold story of Hit My Ride that the world needs to know. <laughs> Yeah, Child Vomit says, it either catches fire or they repo it. That's exactly right. And you know it's not Exhibit going for the repo. <laughs> He's stuff to do. Exhibit's in the studio that day. Mad Mike. Wow. There was a Pimp My Ride PS2 game that was really fun. It's awesome. It's not awesome. Oh, Thank never you. mind. <laughs> I guess it's not awesome now that I think about it. I guess that sucks. <laughs> uh, but he... Here we are. Here we are, Will. I've I've got it. I think mostly squared away here on the screen, uh, for folks to be able to see. I think we can see most of the spread. I'm limited in what I can show, but I think this is a pretty good start. Except it's not the start of the it. actual book. I love that you call it the operator manual. It's so good. Thanks. Thanks. That's both like me saying, uh, you know, this is a distressed piece of shit in your dash, your. Uh, glove compartment but also that it opens the door for if this is great and people love it then i can make more stuff after the colon and then collect it all later when it's you know love that so you when it's funding time did you end up doing all of the layout for this as well i did all of the layout Uh, i worked with a photographer ben garbo who did uh, all the photography which i was able to like plunder so well and gabriel reese who is a comics illustrator in brazil who who's awesome um he did the illustrations in the book it's i mean like i said i flipped through it a little bit before this it is gorgeous this is such a fantastic looking book i cannot wait to get it hold it oh, thank you hands. so much it's a it's really fun the colors um seb pines helped me out with the like color grading of it in general and figuring out the palette which is taken from a steve mcqueen movie poster from the 70s uh 24 hours of le mans which is a beautiful movie um a wild movie and it just basically makes this book feel so of its time without being a thing from the 60s right it's great i i love it i mean so we can you know we can flip through this at you know and 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 stop at places that you want to stop at but like what's i mean how do you want to how do you want to go through this sucker um do the do the viewers have any cues i mean that might be good or is there anything that you're particularly interested in that we could talk about because I mean, well, I'm curious because you mentioned it. Uh, you mentioned it before that the game is sort of split between this like tactical, uh, it's like the tactical grid thing, but then also the very free form role playing. So I'm curious to know like where that starts to manifest in the book. But also, Aaron wants to see some photography. Oh, cool. 
Um, so the photography is everywhere. Uh, you can't get a few pages without finding a cool spot. So we, we will hit that. Um, right. So the game begins with setting up the rules of the road, which is like your rules of engagement for the characters and the drivers. So it's a cool in-universe accord that you make with your fellow players um, to talk about what your how you treat each other and how other people treat you. You're basically opting into different types of gameplay. And this is across both modes of play, both the road and the rest stop. So I've set out a couple uh, options for what you can pick. Convoy is like, you know, we're all friends running down the road, helping people. Uh, very little PVP. Um, each, uh, each one of these has three that are required. These are the safety tools of the game, mm. which include using the X card. Um, we also have how you're safe at the rest stop and how you can leave at any time. Uh, so that's an open door policy that is like content setting for the free form. And that is a safety tool straight up the X card. And the others are how people treat you, including uh, each one of these has what is the relationship between this game and guns. So oh. as default, there are no guns in torque. Um, there's something it's my game don't gotta put guns in it and so each one of them kind of outlines you know the first one is like there are no guns at all mm. and i talk in the intro that this is a not a game of like a rehash of feudalism that post-apocalyptic fi fiction can get into it's kind of this soft apocalypse more human-centered or rather like not that it's human-centered because it's in a post-anthropocene setting but it's less like, here's how fucked up people can get. It's not a Milgram experiment, I <laughs> guess is what I'm saying. It's definitely, I'm not getting Milgram vibes from it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got Fast and Furious, which is based on a little known series of movies that came out in the aughts. Um, and there's Death Race, which is based on Death Race 2000. Death Race uh, is highest PvP, highest uh, amount of antagonism everywhere you go. The way that PvP works in this game is that different players will have different milestones that they want to hit on the road. Mm. Milestones are described later in the book. And it basically gives you secondary objectives in addition to surviving and getting the places that you want. So in uh, Death Race 2000, Sylvester Stallone is trying to hit elderly people on the road for points in the in the game. Uh, uh -huh. the movie's great by the way it's really good <laughs> um and it's more like you know here is the max uh pvp right things like that you know the it says the rules of engagement are that like where we we ride together but we don't ride together you know what i mean mm -hmm. this is awesome i love this idea of uh you know coming together and deciding like what because that's oftentimes like my conversation of session zero is like what what kind of tones and things are we looking for? But having it um, codified like this or kind of laid out like this is really really nice. This is great. Yeah, and and the things include like player v player, community sanctuary, and then content, and then of course after that is setting lines and fails and stuff like that. So I like diegetic safety tools and then safety tools that sit above a game. Um, so that you don't have to be embodying a character to utilize a safety tool, but there are options too, if you would like. Right. Hey, there's your word, uh, we, eschaton. 
Yeah, we found some writing in the book. Uh, Torque has interludes everywhere um, between major sections, whether it's uh, writing to get you in this in the vibe of the world that Torque is in, or whether it's random tables or optional missions or things like that. Um, just enjoying photography or landscapes. So Torque is very much uh, designed as a book rather than like a game book. So you can absolutely narratively go through Torque and set up and play a game. The first half of the book is all of that. And the second half of the book is all the tools you can use to customize your game of Torque. That's awesome. Here's some really nice looking art. Love the art. Yeah, Gabriel Reese rocks. Uh, There are two ways to make characters. You have hard charging, which is the arcade mode where you roll up random characters and get on the road for a good time, but not a long time. And then you have the scenic route, which is more careful considered character embodiment. Uh, I have a series of iconic characters that you can choose from and embody. There's less like choice and expression in the like exact mechanics of the character, but your expression of that character's life is absolutely your own. So Uh you can see... Oh, go ahead. Is this some of the photography that you yes. mentioned? Oh my god, it's so slick. I love this. And this is... Uh, oh, I think I remember you doing this with Adam on the Brain Trust like months ago. doing yeah. like, Just rolling up on these tables to see what kind of wacky-ass car would be made from it. Yeah, I mean, do you want to roll one? Yeah, I would love to roll one. Uh, I got the PDF in front of me. Okay, good. Uh, all right. So, so first we're going to figure out, um, let's work. Yeah. So roll two, six out of dice for what's on your dash. Okay. I've got a six and a six. Wow. You have an incomplete card deck on the dash of your car. Uh, how about two D six for what's on the back? All right. Eight. Well, this feels weird. Six and six. Whoa. You have your trunk is filled with movie memorabilia. Oh, nice. <laughs> are you i'm getting a picture of this character that's interesting and now two six of dice six-sided dice for what's on under the hood a four then one you have a wheel of eyes powering your car oh my god mm. you're a magician <laughs> <laughs> and two six-sided dice for the look of the chassis so what your car's body is a two and a five uh, it's flashy. Obviously, hmm. we knew that. Yeah, that was, that was almost <laughs> pretty, a given. <laughs> that's pretty clear. Uh, and through the book, um, you can go through and, <laughs> like, you know, there's not just, like, a here's all the random tables section. Mm. It's uh, spiced through the book, so to provide that inspiration and also kind of from a designer perspective, it lets the reader ground sections of the book, like, oh, that's before, you know, as you can see on PDF page 15 is a giant spread of just different paint jobs you can have Mm. on your car. Um, And it's not kind of sequestered because there are large, beautiful pieces, but not, you know, all its own zone, all it's like high color printing zone. So the heavy pages are spread between on the next page. You'll see the character sheet, which is a good way to kind of show the difference between the road and the rest stop. Um, Torque's character sheet is what I refer to as a heads-down display. Um, The action of the road 
uh, imagine walk with me on this metaphor that you're a driver looking at the playmat of torque and deciding what to do. And when you need to reference something like a driver, you would look down at your dashboard mm. and see how fast am I going? Where the fuck is my <laughs> NOS at or whatever. Um, so you can see that the rest stop or the uh, character sheet is a steering wheel, a stylized steering wheel with different elements all around divided into what your character is made of, what your road actions are, and what your rest stop actions are. Aaron wants me to honk the horn. Oh, you gotta honk the I'm horn. I'm so glad yeah. the honk is included on this. <laughs> <laughs> Most crucial button on the whole thing to press. First time that we play tested with the honk, like Seb was describing something, and I just started honking. <laughs> just in the middle. <laughs> and you can honk basically any song any sound you know it doesn't have to always be just a beep beep or oh yeah i mean whatever. i assume in the post-apocalyptic future we've really really expanded our honk technology <laughs> when i honk the dip comes on <laughs> wow these these pages are just gorgeous will like this is truly spectacular oh thanks uh yeah well which do you I want to talk about going to like you wanted to see the kind of delineation between the road and the rest stop. That's something that I'm curious about personally. Yeah, let's go to. Um, oh, this is what you were talking you can... about of the different paint jobs or different styles yes. of your car. Yeah, wow. so we could give me another two yeah. D6 roll and we can see what your magician car is uh, is painted. It's a six, then a five. I have an ice cream paint job, which is a, a particular type of paint job where you have like this kind of UV fluorescent detailing on your car. Uh, so it looks sweet like ice cream. Wow. Love it. I love my fancy eyeball driven ice cream <laughs> paint job car. Yeah. So each... Uh, in torque so on this page after the or before the livery you would determine um if you're randomly rolling uh what your moves would be um and so each character in torque has three stunts uh three basic moves and one move action um the stunts are things that only you can do it's it's really particular to you so they are left uh, narratively unexplained, so you can apply your uh, situation or your characterization to that move. So it's kind of um, generified, so you're able to bring all the narrative that you want to something instead of making. I think we've all been in a situation where we need to make burning hands make sense in this room. Um, so it just gives you the mechanical thing that you then apply to. We've also got these uh, three basic attacks um, that are not as good as the stunts, but are more widely useful or rather available to you. Gotcha. Which uh, you can do health damage or crash damage, stuff like that. Um, but right, I think the best way to see the kind of delineation between the road and the rest stop is through the scenic route characters, which are characters that you would just select from here they're iconic characters only one of each can exist in general um and each one is yours and nobody will be like you it's one of those oh these are so cool so these are these are like 
pregens essentially. It's a uh, you you would choose one of these to pl to embody if you want. Yeah, to the, scenic route. Yeah, they're kind of like I think it's better to think of them like iconics. Mm -hmm. So in Torque, these are not only are these um, just people, but they are the type of people that would exist in this world in each. It also shows you how to develop, like, if you wanted to make your own class or stuff like that. So, yeah, let's look at... Is there one that's interesting to you? Uh, looks good? Well, I just certainly want to know more about the modem, just based off of the name. Yeah. Uh, so, let's... Tell me, tell me a little about this modem. All right, so the modem is a character who would bring uh, internet and social media to each community that they go to. Oh, my God, I love so, it. It's connecting, it's basically a roving router, um, and you go and you help in whatever way you can to get people connected, whether it's within their own community or with people outside the community, whatever. So, as you can see, you've got the title, you've got a description of kind of what your vibe is, and then you have it divided into road and rest stop areas, so... Each of these scenic route characters, scenic route because you're taking more time and it's meant for this more campaign play. Although you can do campaign play with hard charging, this just gives you more hooks for the role playing section. Mm. You've got a starting package, which is the special thing you can do that no one else can. For the modem, that's group chat. At the end of every round, you can give a driver one health. Um, so this is both mechanically important so people can stay healthy on the road, but it also implies that you have a way of communicating privately that is interesting. I think having a group chat is a little bit more narratively powerful than having a like radio frequency. You have to literally type out your LOLs and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, next up is uh, the stock moves, which are you're more uh you're less fiddly more straight up um useful i say useful and complicated to kind of describe these it's more like specific in general stock moves you get jailbreak and incognito these both had different abilities on the road uh that you can switch between and use and custom is you can only pick one of these and it kind of flavors your character within the party composition on the road um, here you've got timeout, hotspot, and buffering. Um, all of these have different like positional effects and things like that. Uh, they, you can see that they use special tags to describe what they do in simple language. I know you like uh, making games like that, and I definitely channeled a lot of Spencer here. <laughs> Sucker for tags. I love love a quick tag like that. I'm. I, I just love, I'm obsessed with the concept of the person who is responsible for bringing the internet around <laughs> to the communities is such a great character idea. Yeah. Um, How about we zoom in on the rest stop side and we can see particularly what that means within the role playing perspective. Let me, let me I see know if that I can Dan pull wants, that off. Dan wants to zoom in. Dan wants so much from me. Well. That's it's it's rough shot, but that should you should be able to see it. I think. <laughs> Dan screaming, thank you. <laughs> um, right. So on the rest stop side, there are four things. Um, you've got your activity, uh, your checklist scenes, your rewards, and your sunset. Um, during the rest stop, uh, you dump out 
each player rolls dice on an area and creates a a situation rest up each die representing a point of interest a person a place a situation a scene to that needs the drivers in some way to contribute to so you're creating basically a mini map filled with stuff that you then go and embody this is a gmless game so players uh work together to create situations and scenes and to express their characters in different ways but each driver has things they got to do at every rest stop. So you've got an activity which you describe yourself. What's something you do to help everywhere you go? Uh, for the modem, that could be in particular, maybe you um, have streaming access. Mm. So you just show a new episode of a show that came out or something. Or you have this ability to host a play-by-post MMO that you go to each <laughs> section and and game master part of the game something like that um my part of a narrative designer at this game is to provide checklist scenes for each uh class that determine like here are some scenes that i want you to contrive and create in your play of torque so for the modem uh it's called reformat and the first one is collect digitize and memorialize a late artist's work so not only does that create a character of a artist that passed away that was beloved by a community, it shows how you can help in this community's remembrance process and memorialize this person. And so that's a whole rest stop phase for you. That's that could so be cool. like, that could be in a minute or hours of play or whatever. Uh, you know, we could look at the next one. Let's go to trace the signal of an anonymous online bully. Um, this is, who knows what you would do here. Is this going to be someone that you take under your wing? Do you take this person around, uh, fucking Ebenezer Scrooge style and show the effects <laughs> of their bullying? Like, you know, whatever it is that you, um, it creates a, a situation in progress drivers come to. And because it's free form role playing, uh, and the way that the rest up works is, like I said, you are getting these points of interest that are unflavored. And then you bring that, you know, that a scene's happening here, big scene's happening here, scene's happening here. Mm -hmm. And you can apply that. And so imagine you're playing with three drivers. You've got three players. Everyone has something that they're doing. So you have this like lattice work of in-character role-playing and scenes that in one character, you know, say we're playing together, you're the bully, I'm the driver or we go and you're doing a different thing for the um, archive, who's like a frontier librarian bringing books and media and whatever to everywhere that they go. It's like a bookmobile. Mm. Uh, and their thing would be to uh, work with local children to make a, a picture book. And so, you know, you're memorializing part of the history of this place and creating an object. And we, you can just imagine the kind of layered and interplay filled role playing that would make all of this happen so can what do you we get? play What's this now i want to play it this sounds right fun now. right it sounds really fun <laughs> <laughs> uh so right you have rewards so for every two checklist scenes that you do you get a reward and each um driver has two flavors of reward a reward that involves the whole community and a reward that involves only the other drivers. So it's strengthening your relationship to a place and strengthening your relationship to people around you. Um, so the first one for the modem is host an online 
and gaming festival for the community, bolstering their spirits. So are you playing? Is it a Smash tournament right now? Like, are you playing Marvel <laughs> versus? <laughs> is this a land party? Like, are we all playing uh, Animal Crossing together and going to different? Anyway, so that then makes you a valued, positive part of a community. Um, the other is for the drivers only, which is to bring together the drivers and set up dating slash friendship profiles for everyone, which is like <laughs> a soft like weird interesting scene that like normally hardened mad maxes would never experience like imagine like it takes max so fucking long to say his name to furiosa like it takes an hour in the movie (laughs) (laughs) imagine if like he was a human being so uh the last part of the rest stop function of each driver is the sunset uh the sunset is acknowledging that this is a temporary thing that you do. You cannot do this for the rest of your life. So a sunset is what is the end of your career like? And so for the modem, it's when you've completed all of them, meaning the checklist scenes and the rewards, find somewhere cozy and start that podcast you've been thinking about. That is and so delightful. Every character has its start mechanically and its end narratively. And so you know that you will stop. And so that creates somewhere to shoot your character. You're not going to, you know, Mm -hmm. crash and burn. You're going to find a way to get to the rest stop, whatever it takes. So, uh, I had a, I had two questions and one, the first one has escaped me. Oh, I remember. Um, I'm, I'm reading like the wording of this and this is, something i'm curious about which is like it keeps referring to like the community like bringing return uh memories of a hard drive to the community or online gaming uh, festival at the community is it that you all kind of keep returning to the same place the same community that you've built or are you like hopping from one community to the next and so it's just like whatever community you you roll into next that's a great question uh the answer is both if you are running missions out of a single community that can absolutely all happen but it's understood that torque is like a point-to-point travelogue story and it's about the journey um but there are rules to like you know create a map the whole thing about torque is that the world is really weird and it is difficult to figure out where anything is um meaning that like even sleeping on the road creates like uh psychedelic changes Mm. and the structure and the maps and everything. Um, And these communities are like shining lights against that weirdness, just keeping it away. Gotcha. But rather than keeping away, it's creating a um, boundary and a bargain with it. So we can uh, hop into the tools section. If you want to see like what uh, rest stops are made of Um, the rest stop section begins on PDF page 33 which is page 85 or 58 in the book, a book with where I can either be on page 85 or 58 is wild. Wait, wait, what page am I going to? Uh, 58. 58. PDF page 33. Gotcha. I just scrolling through it instead of typing just so that folks can see like glimpses of things along the way. Cause it is. Yeah. My God. So gorgeous. Uh, fi- all right, I've I've reached four or I've reached fifty eight here. 
uh, yeah, the rest stop. Great. Uh, as you can see on this, uh, just scrolling through the section, how the rest stop is constructed. Um, in the rest stop, you roll up, park, rest, refuel, and roll out. Uh, and that the kind of game unit of torque is having some tactical action on the road and then having some uh, chill out role playing elements on the on the rest stop. Mm. And so with this community section, uh, I just wanted to show you this bit to show like here is like literally what we're doing at the table yeah. as opposed to in character. We're making stacks of dice and then reading the dice and when all the dice are gone, you decide each each scene that you do removes one dice from play, right? Uh, and you can either decide once all the dice are gone, hey, are we going to get back on the road and follow one of these strands somewhere mm. um, to create a mission based on this or to continue our episode that we're on? Or do we want to roll all the dice again and then continue the story that we started at the road? Right. Or at the rest stop. Damn. So... Yeah, in this next section, in tools, uh, there is tools to make everything work in this game. Um, from what the uh, enemies on the road are made of, what the obstacles, and um, how the environments work. Uh, torque, as I mentioned, is a 3x3 three three grid. Uh, the grid flows every round, so you're rushing by physical obstacles within your play space um, that represent different pieces of uh, the environment that you're in. Um, when you are playing the tactical version of the road, one player is responsible for the enemies, one's responsible for the obstacles, and another is responsible for the events. Events are like unique stories and moments that happen on the play, that happen during play, um, that continue stands that you pick up and rest stops on road so say that bully uh who had been uh online actually that was a bunker with someone trying to call for help spoofing this bully's ip address or something like that mm. and you then find that on the road uh in between the combat sections and then solve that come back to the rest stop or resolve it there and they get some kind of reward or something that's awesome. Floating chair is but, uh, here, which is great to see, and mentions hey. that the layout is really supreme. Loving, loving this art, loving this layout. And Dan Pip saying Cormac McCarthy's The Road co uh, colon tactics. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Cormac would not like this game. You feel like that? Wouldn't wouldn't vibe with it's, this one? It's not like moody mm. it's moody but it's not like and then the boy suffered <laughs> <laughs> and then the boy suffered so yeah this this talks about the, all the the environment stuff the uh events the loot oh my god these pages are just amazing so is all this photography uh so this is the photography that you got that you had commissioned for this book then? Uh, the photography that Ben did is all the vehicles. Mm -hmm. And then I used, um, I used my wiles to find the other ones, you know, Unsplash or Pixabay right. or things like that. 
some of the more intense photography uh, that you can see in the lewd section is from uh, their like archival quality Smithsonian photography of just engines and little pieces of shit from airplanes and things like that. Right. In this loot section, uh, there is a little secret thing that you can roll on this and get a, all of these things break the game in some interesting way. <laughs> so Torque is like an exceptions based game where you create things that shouldn't by the rules of the game go. Mm. Right. And so if you want a particularly fucked up, strange character, you can just roll on this loot table and then build a character and a driver based on these things. So say you get, I don't know, roll me two D six again. I can surely do that for you. Uh, We got a one and a six. Uh, That would be predictive instruments. Um, So in this game, you can place mines that function as obstacles that you can detonate. Uh, mines flow along with the flow of the road, so every turn they'll go back one tile until they're off the board. Um, and a character... So you're a magician. You've got this magician car Who with a deck of cards, <laughs> movie memorabilia. You've got a hot paint job. Um, and you've got the ability to see the future in some way on your vehicle. Maybe that's like you throw car, You David Blaine-style throw fucking cards at your windshield and one sticks, and you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. there. Um. Oh my God! This this character is really coming to life here. I love this. (laughs) And then you, you then will use this ability, um, which which does all that stuff. Um, in the next section is all the rest stop tools to use, uh, including the vibe palette, which is how you create a rest stop at play. The the latter half of Torque is all like diving deeper into mechanics, showing you things that you can use uh to support your game, to show you the kind of design method that I took. And so each rest stop is uh, made with the vibe palette and the vibe palette, you figure out um, rest stops are generated with two, two sections. You've got what you notice first and what you notice last. So it's your perception uh, as the driver and shows you what is most obvious about this community and what, is shocking or surprising. Um, and then the next page, you have what the communities bargain between its world and the people who live there. So you figure out uh, the particular strangeness of the world, whether it's uh, with the land or with time or something even stranger. Um, uh, we Aaron King's in the chat. We got an Aaron King reference on the bargain between the world and its people. And so it shows you the particular relationships and community elements that people just make, whether it's uh, a bargain between let's say flora that is propagating and people's psyche, mm. um, which is something. So let's uh, go ahead and roll two D six to figure out what you know is first and what you know is last uh, four and four. So the first thing you notice is the way the sky bows around the community. Mm. That's that's cool. Uh, and what do you see last? Uh, that would be a four and a one. Uh, the condition of the road. And so as a group, you'd figure out you're, you're literally driving to this place. You see the sky just, you know, warping around. And what's the deal with the road? 
maybe it's uh specially made so that this warp this like geomorphic warping of everything it can withstand that or it's completely eviscerated right like the road is so fucked um which can speak to a larger issue with the community and and stuff like that and then let's do it again for what the bargain between the world is three and five okay three is my favorite so chiral uh the relationship (laughs) to time and five is uh the blind side of a two-way mirror and that's interesting uh so let's 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 just hold that in our head and figure out what the bargain is between so give me 2d6 one last time for the people six and three uh that would be death (laughs) so that's really cool so i see like you know those who have passed on or are going to pass on kind of stand in this super liminal space behind a two-way mirror watching everything that we do and how would you live your life knowing that our ancestors are a going concern and they might be making fun of us behind right. the mirror or or they <laughs> they continue loving us in this position or you know the relationships that we have don't stop when somebody dies they just change in some way dang and that's that's one that's more like introspective and quiet uh, as you could have, you know, an orange textured sky and art like that is a different community situation mm-hmm. like. Uh, and yeah, that that classic Aaron King patchwork option for the modal uh, world mm. is is the best. Love that. Yeah. Uh, so as you can see, this the vibe palette creates like. The vibes are undeniable. There Can are, we start there are, saying there, that? I think that's fair to say. This is vibes up and down. Oh my goodness! I just I'm uh, I'm in love with page ninety here. I just I can't take my eyes off of it. I just love everything about it. Just oh, love the thanks. way that it looks. My goodness. This is a the vibe palette is it was so much fun, and I really learned a lot about the way I think with d66 tables Mm. everything in this book is a d66 table meaning you roll two six-sided dice for me roll two six-sided dice one is like what category you pick from and the other is the element in the category and my challenge to myself as a graphic designer um i am new to graphic design and everything i've done in torque is the product of absolutely fucking muscling it and just (laughs) It's the hardship and the agony and the ecstasy. So I'm at a point where I'm really proud of it. And my goal was to have every single, excuse me, uh, every single D66 table look different in some way and have a different feeling. Well, you absolutely nailed that. I mean, these are just such wonderful, like, tools and techniques throughout this whole thing. And we have, of course, hit, I think, probably the... The near here the end, which I love, the speed running torque section, which I know the you speed added. run. <laughs> I love speed runs. Um, it's great. Uh, so torque, uh, as you can see, is two uh, games smashed into one, mm-hmm. and both those sections can be have a distinct end, and 
like a start and end to each of them. So you know when you've begun and you know when you've ended, unlike maybe a scene in a traditional game that kind of stretches as long as the players are interested in being there. Right. So uh, a game of Torque includes going to having some tactical action on the road and having uh, some role playing at the rest stop. And each one of these categories is a different way to kind of affect your play. And uh, I once heard Tim Rogers, uh, who's a critic and writer about video games, say that to speed run a game is to love a game so much you learn everything about it. Mm. Um, whether that's like, how how fucking broken is this? Or what doesn't work and what can I exploit? Or, you know, whatever it is. So I have uh, incentivized people to love my game in this way uh, <laughs> by offering a prize and a leaderboard. So uh, for the people that pick up Torque and uh, get a record in each of these, I'm going to be setting records, so it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to beat me. Oh, my um, God. But when you get a record uh you get a new class that i've created just for you and you get a new hard charging table for all these speed freaks and a secret rest stop that ostensibly you and the other you know people that have broken the sound barrier <laughs> can go to uh and and hang out narratively um when each record is broken three times everyone gets it for free so everyone can have this thing if you are bad enough to speed run the game. <laughs> are you tough enough? <laughs> well, this is the coolest thing in the world. I lo- I love the idea of doing like a two like a two-way street here between like the designer and the players in in building something together here. And so like gathering information and like in this case like like you said to certify a run, record or stream the session and send it to you. Is just so cool so that you all, like, the Torque community is seeing these people and building this out together. So awesome. And it's just how speedruns work, thankfully, Mm -hmm. that you need it. It needs to be streamed. I can't just believe you. Right. You you beat this in 20 minutes? Come on. (laughs) You gotta gotta prove it. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I, I'm inspired by speedrunning in general. Um, Epidia Ravishal did morning speedruns of Swords Without Master, uh, which were really great. I think he was able to get those down to a minute uh, of play, which is <laughs> fascinating. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun. I'd like to see more speed categories for games. Yeah. And... Well, now yeah, I'm thinking about so, like how to add like because I had already I I had thought about a while ago adding like achievements or trophies to games and like this is a very specific kind of direction with it with the speed running and this is oh I love it so so and it just feels so on point for for torque yeah I I think the speed run and achievement like framework would work really well for your games especially like. Nova is a great example of something that you can just have a mission that is the speed mission, and then you benchmark everyone against like that. Right. And you can create a gun like a raid or something, and that just becomes like, yeah, we did that in half an hour. Well, yeah. I mean, now I feel like with Light, since it's a Destiny clone, absolutely do like 
make a raid and then like give just like in Destiny, like the the the, the uh, team that can finish it first, they're the world's first. They get like a special thing. Uh, oh, I love that. I love 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 that. Yeah. Uh, let's just quickly go to page um page 64 the tools first page and check out the rights repair page 64 uh tools yes got it uh so this right to repair section says that like this is your license to do absolutely anything that you want with any part of torque so like in car world uh, you have the right to change, modify, get parts for, and resell your car. Like with Torque, the second you open this book, it's yours to play with to do whatever you want. Um, so if you want to take just that speed running shit and make it your own, yeah, you have to do it now. Um, simply. Uh, but yeah, this is just saying that if anything sparks your interest about this game, or if you want to make a game close to Torque or or far away than using <laughs> some piece of it like go for it hell yeah absolutely love that well this is a great looking book is a great hey. looking book hey thanks hey all right now i'm gonna try and do the desperate thing of putting us back on the screen and see how that goes i think i did that pretty smoothly we're already back nice <laughs> it's us it is us um so, uh, this is, like you said, it's going to print soon, right? Going, you're sending it to print in, like, February? It's at the printer, oh, it's at and the it's printer. just about getting the final version to yeah. them. Very, very cool. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Um, one thing that pops to my mind, because the, like, I have been gushing, the, the graphic design, the layout is gorgeous throughout the whole thing. Is that like is the style of it something that emerged with time as you realize the book needed like room to breathe and you like like what what you envisioned in your head that the game was going to look like changed with time or is this at least is this kind of like the vibe you were going for from the beginning and you just got to do more of it? That's a great question. So I when concepting this game and making the cover, I was going off of a 1959 vw bug manual mm. um which gave me uh inspiration for the cover design and the page design in general and i knew that i wanted to include these large pieces and to have a book that breathed and so as the manuscript approached completion i just knew that i would need more pieces and more space and i knew that every table i wanted to be its own graphical element um so as it grew, so did just my freedom with what to do. Mm. Um, and it definitely, this game could could be understood and playable in 20 pages. But just as I like to make games that are evergreen and don't require, um, you know, don't ask undue pressure on the players mm. to generate content or to come back and ask me what to do here mm. uh and a game that i can selfishly just sell forever um at this point uh black masses like that mm. campfires like that just games that are just i have said everything that i want to say about it right. um with this and so 
having the graphical design to be a piece of that is absolutely it. And thank God, because there's so much, <laughs> there's so much graphic design. There's a lot of graphic design going on here. Um, but it's all gorgeous. I mean, I'm sure folks who got to see this uh, or who will watch this in the future, if they had not seen Torque before, are going to just minds melting with how good this looks, <laughs> how how awesome this looks. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I can't wait to play it. I, I yeah. am now. Because I, you know, I was generally, like, I knew, like, the sense of what the game was about, but I didn't know much about the details of it at all. And now I cannot wait to play this thing. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. Well, also, just like in general, from at least from my reading of it, my my the vibes I'm getting from like, especially looking at some of those scenic route, um, like iconics that you had mentioned before, um, it doesn't feel like, and maybe I'm like way off on this, but it doesn't feel like the kind of thing where a campaign of Torque is like twenty sessions long. I mean, it certainly could be, but like to me, I feel like I could do like a really satisfying campaign of Torque where we play out a, like one or two iconic sunsetting in a nice amount of time that like, for me, I like those, like, I don't know, five sessions and we're done sort of thing. So I feel like we could yeah. nail those, those like things that you had mentioned at communities. You do one each time and then you're sunsetting on that fifth episode and feeling like, all right, that was a good time. Yeah. It's a, I like having the unit of play for games to be, as close to like 90 minutes as I can get. Yeah. So ideally when you're on the road and then on the rest stop, each of those is around 45 minutes, more or less, depending on the amount of players and your proclivities. Um, so that you can get in and get game as fast as possible mm -hmm. and, uh, stop like a whole part of this game is stopping, yeah. um, in the rules when you're done with the road and, Stop the first time you have a conversation about taking a break or stopping getting up right. doing something else so that there's not this exactly as you say because you can see the totality of your character on your sheet you know what if your D, &D character sheet said that you were done at 60 hit points and that's just an element right. of your character that you are finished so it both makes you reckon your story and your character in a larger narrative that ends or that continues on after. And uh, it also just provides this like super strong hooks into role playing mm -hmm. that, you know, live your life, enjoy it, do, <laughs> do, do your cool stuff. Um, and you've probably gathered that this game is really easy to reskin to whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I include in the book that this could do pod racing really easily. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, anything that includes a group of people going somewhere and then getting there, mm -hmm. um, you can kind of do it. Yeah. Um, this is just for my own purposes. Is there a, do you have a, um, has has Torque been played like on an AP or something? Because I wanna, I I want to see like, because I can I can see the role playing, right? I can see the community stuff in my head. I want to see the grid in action. Is there? Has, has yeah. That, has that popped up somewhere that I would be able to find it? Um, my plan is to do regular Friday streams where I just chip away at this record. Sick. Um, so th <laughs> that would be super fun. Uh, you can see on 
uh, through the road section, there's just illustrations of, mm. of how it goes. But you can play this game representationally with just uh, note cards or whatever you want. You can also play it with matchbox cards, matchbox cars and terrain. Mm. Um, you can play in a physical space or on a digital space. So sick. Yeah, I I can't wait. I cannot wait to get this game. I can't wait to get this game and sit down with my friend Mike who does graphic design and art for a few of my projects because he just loves and appreciates good graphic design and I can't wait to just sit there and flip through it with him and be like, look at this friend. Now look at this Look at what this faker did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're all fakers. We're all fakers and bonies. As Uh, role-playing game designers and publishers, we do everything. Right. You must. You simply Every single thing. Um, well, well, this looks, this looks great. I can't wait. Um, folks who didn't get Torque can still, like, they, if they didn't get a part of the Kickstarter, they can still get it, right? Like, they're still, yeah, absolutely. To this. Yeah, you can get the 100 page perfect bound book along with playing that at, uh, goodlookpress.co. You can pre order that right now. Uh, additionally, it will be at IPR, Exalted Funeral. Um, but at Good Luck Press is the place you can get the play mat too. Uh, I will be having an introductory adventure um, for free on itch. Uh, that is williops.itch.io where you can get everything as well. Um, and that is the episode one of a saga where you are going down the entire Odessa road. Episode one for free is called Half Hardcore, um, where you get introduced to the mechanics of the game, road section by road section and role playing section by role playing section. And you're ready to blast off. Hell yeah, I'm ready to blast off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all hopped up on coffee, ready to blast off. This is going to be great. Um, Hell yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to, to chat about or, or anything like that? Up to you. I'm I'm on your schedule. <laughs> I mostly just wanted to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here to just, just chat, but I was so excited just to get the inside scoop on tour. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what, what to talk about, uh, future plans maybe, but things are in the design phases. Mm. So next up for, um, Adam Bass and I is getting, uh, the game of the year edition of this discord has ghosts in it out there, including a CD, um, and then some other projects that, uh, will happen in 2022 is a fashion game called Big Grave, where the more stylish you are, the more powerful you are. Um, kind of a fashion fantasy thing, and hopefully later this year, a solo or group play sci-fi, uh, just a dreadful sci-fi game, just Love really it. depressing, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be called uh, the Technician, and so that that will be a cool one. Sick. All right. It's going to be a good year for Willie Oaks, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. And Floating Chair will have it, obviously. Yeah, Of yeah. course, Floating Chair is going to have it. Floating Chair is going to have the plane that one. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I hope to have a Torque Jam just running indefinitely um, to get more episodes out there. This is a game that uh, is just dying for additional content and weird stuff and people to take it and be weird. Um, I really I want to make ga- an iconic character so badly. Yeah. I want to uh, have so much fun with that. I think you would kill it. Um, I think you would absolutely shred the 
with the design tools and stuff like that and just taking it to whatever your place is i mean uh, I, like to... I, I haven't flipped through it in, in full so i don't know if there are birds or crows in there yet but if there aren't i gotta put some birds in your game some no birds yet i kind of left a blue sea area for you <laughs> um yeah i like to make games that exercise a lot of like different design chops at mm. once and have something to say experimentally about role-playing games and whatever and so hopefully i can see um more games like this that include kind of a book experience that's not just I, a game you can hang out with yeah. while reading and not just right how am i going to play this right hell yeah well, folks, I, I put the links to these uh, fantastic things in chat, so do make sure that you check them out. Uh, Will, uh, are there any other places that folks can find you or should find you? I put your card there. I put the Great. the Torque pre-order there. Where else can people find you if you if you want to be found on the internet? Yeah, find me. <laughs> um, I'm uh, on Twitter at Will underscore J-O-B-S-T. That's Will Yobst. Like I said, I'm on itch at williops.itch.io. I'm on the Brain Trust podcast with Adam Vass, where bi-weekly we talk about simply the most important things about games. Um, Adam said last week before we recorded, I will pay you money if we didn't talk about Kickstarter. <laughs> so guess what? We didn't. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, but goodluckpress.co, you can get my games, you can get Seb Pines' games, uh, all the hottest shit in the world is located there. Um, yeah, and Spencer, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Of course, thank you for being and, uh, here. And email me back the PDF and delete the file. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. You have to archive, delete it, I need an air-gapped computer. <laughs> no, it's yours, keep it. Um <laughs> This has been a really good beta read <laughs> in the layout. <laughs> <laughs> this has been an absolute blast. Uh, Will, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, it's always great to just catch up with friends, especially when they have something really cool to show yeah. uh, and share. So I, I feel lucky to be able to have seen Torque uh, now. Uh, and hopefully you all got really excited about it because I certainly did. Um, that means next week for Coffee Rick, we will be back next week. I have Nevin Holmes who will be here. We yeah. had a good friend, Nevin, who's got an upcoming project for Just a Car, also has released a bunch of other really cool things recently. So Nevin and I are going to hang out and chat. Um, and then I've got half of February, most of February planned. I'll get to that when I get to that. Um, yes, crows and convertibles, crows and cars. Look forward in the future. Look for my, my first hack, my first supplement for Torque is going to be something crow-related. <laughs> Can't wait to do it. Airships versus crows? I mean, it's that's a, just right there. It simply must be done. <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, wherever it is you are, and we will talk to you later. Bye, everybody.